0: One of his passions now is to help bridge the gap so that others can discover the true light, which gives light to everyone entering the world. Now, here's Mike Shreve revealing the true light. First Peter chapter 1, verses 10 and 11
1: explains that the Old Testament prophets who prophesied about the coming of the new covenant did not fully understand what they heard And so they searched diligently, I'm sure that means in prayer before God, in order to find out what or what manner of time the Spirit of Christ in them testified of the grace that was to come. So they needed more information about the nature of what God spoke and the timing with which it was spoken. So evidently you can hear from God and not fully understand what he is saying. It must be explored through fasting and prayer until the full revelation comes, and so it is with the five words I'm about to share. Five times in 2020, God has spoken to me audibly. Four of these are very disturbing to me. I don't claim to fully understand them yet, but I am searching diligently. In more ways than one, I'm researching and I'm praying. However, even though all the puzzle parts haven't come together yet for me, I feel compelled to share these words with you right now because I feel it is time. And I feel we're in a very pivotal moment in history and that what we do and how we respond to what's going on right now is absolutely essential concerning how things will unfold in the future. The body of Christ must mobilize now in a far more passionate and pivotal way. Now, I am going to veer from the normal nature of this podcast. Revealing the True Light is usually all about comparative religion, but I feel compelled. I feel gripped in my spirit that I've got to share with you what God is speaking to me because it is so relevant to what we see happening in the world around us. Back in March of this year, that's 2020 for those who listen to this over into the next year, God spoke two words to me audibly, trade wars. Now keep in mind that a war is an extreme effort usually a military campaign to subjugate an enemy or conquer another nation. Whether perceived or not, communist China has been waging a trade war for decades against the United States. The purpose has been for China to emerge as the global superpower. Clearly, recent responses from the United States during the Trump administration have not merely been about China's unethical copyright and patent practices, its commitment to communism, or the suspicious activities surrounding their handling of the COVID-19 crisis. But it's a deadly serious political jousting match intended to result in decreasing that empire's dominant trade role in the world and shifting it back to America as much as possible as soon as possible. Money is power. And right now, too much of it is flowing eastward. I was recently at a shoe store and noticed that every single pair that I tried on was stamped with the statement, made in China. This trade war situation has most likely been a precursor for far more blatant power grabbing moves like the cyber warfare used during the recent presidential election, as well as the alleged training of Chinese soldiers just over the border in Canada. Trade wars will probably increase in the future, not only with China, but with other countries who are subservient to globalists, who are committed to the establishing of a new world order, or they are under dictatorial control and seeking for a more dominant role. But these are all, under the surface, jostlings for power. Take note that if the U.S. economy is crushed or crippled, it will be far easier to set the stage for the quote-unquote Great Reset, which will be a dramatic shift to a digital economy that will move us closer to complete control of everyone and everything on this planet. If you don't believe me, if you think this is just quote-unquote conspiracy theory, check out the World Economic Forum website, where you will find disturbing quotes like, the U.S. won't be the world's leading superpower, or a handful of nations will dominate. And this quote really troubles me. Western values will have been tested to the breaking point, and then... There's a picture of a young man full of happiness and it says, you will own nothing and be happy. Of course, that's a statement for communism. Sounds like a utopian dystopia to me, a dream turning into a nightmare. You should watch the clip that I have in the notes from the World Economic Forum and see for yourself. These trade wars are not just about China versus America or any other country versus America. It's about a socialist, globalist agenda versus all free nations. God help us. God help us. The second thing that God spoke to me audibly is equally disturbing or even more disturbing to me. He said about a month after the first word, Health care providers, Gestapo. Let me repeat that. Health care providers, Gestapo. Around the middle of April, the word of the Lord came to me again with this very disturbing insight. Upon waking, I heard him say those words. The word Gestapo refers to the secret police that Hitler employed to brutally gather the Jews and send them to concentration camps. Normally, healthcare providers are a great help to millions of people in this nation and abroad. Most are self-sacrificing men and women who have a genuine desire to help others in times of crisis. There are many godly and good-hearted people involved in that industry, including relatives of mine. However, because of the increasing control being exerted by the WHO, the World Health Organization, and the NIH, the National Institute of Health, the pharmaceutical industry, and insurance providers, healthcare is more and more becoming big business. And it appears it will increasingly be used to monitor and control U.S. citizens as well as the rest of the world. I have friends who are doctors and nurses who have expressed great frustration to me about how things are evolving in that industry. More and more, everything is being mandated from above. Just look at the way those courageous doctors who declared their views, whether they're right or wrong, they have the right to declare their views concerning the use of hydroxychloroquine, and yet they were completely ostracized for opposing the established narrative. That's the way it's going to go because this demonic plan is gripping that industry because it would be the perfect front for something very insidious that is satanically inspired. Because it appears to be all for the help of people. And yet behind it all is a dark agenda. You can also expect bloated COVID-19 numbers. I said bloated COVID-19 numbers to continue being pushed until the fear-mongering drives people to unresistingly submit to a vaccination program that will include a national tracking system. I am slow to say these will be enforced vaccinations. However, the rules accompanying this will make normal life almost impossible unless you submit to the dictatorial demands that will be meted out. As this scenario develops, you can expect certain health care providers to become the Gestapo of the New World Order in order for their power-grabbing motivation to appear like it is being implemented out of sincere concern for people's well-being. Through various health agencies, whether their employees are knowledgeable accomplices, mindless pawns, or grieving prisoners of the system, the socialist globalist agenda will increase its control not only of the U.S., but of the world populace. You might call many of them Hippocratic hypocrites. And if you don't know what I mean by Hippocratic hypocrites, look up the Oath of Hippocrates, which every person in the medical industry knows well. I do believe that there is a COVID-19 virus and I believe that it can be fatal. Usually those who succumb to it already have health problems. I'm convinced that there was and is a hidden agenda attached to it and that it was intentionally developed in a lab. It's man-made. It is just too coincidental that in 2015, Bill Gates did a TED Talk saying that we needed germ wars, quote unquote, germ wars, to prepare us for pandemics that might yet come in the future. It's also just too coincidental that he and Dr. Fauci were heavily involved in the Wuhan Institute of Virology, where the virus was, according to some sources, created. Then, how ironically opportune it was that in the fall of 2019, the John Hopkins Center for Health Security teamed up with, guess who, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation and the World Economic Forum to hold Event 201. During that meeting, they simulated, they went through simulated responses to everything we've been going through in the year 2020 with this pandemic. Wow, that's three huge coincidences, but I don't believe they were coincidental. I believe they are part of a very detailed and diabolical plan. Why has it been so important to spike the numbers of people infected by and dying from this virus? And I did say spike the numbers. I have personal insights into this. It's not just hearsay. I know about the deception and the duplicity that is going on. I have a relative who was in a car accident earlier this year that severed a primary artery in his neck, and he was on a respirator for two months, and then he died. But shockingly, though not so shockingly, his death was labeled, are you ready for this, COVID-19. Why would a reputable hospital grossly misrepresent the truth like that? Evidently, it was a misrepresentation. It is part of an international scheme to break down people's resistance to the coming vaccination. From what I've read, this is not an isolated case. I assume that it's very attractive for hospitals to tag COVID 19 on any death possible because of the $39,000 they receive. Well, that's probably the motivation. And if it is, I consider that to be bribery on a massive scale. What about the tests? Are they accurate? Well, have you read the Elon Musk quote from Twitter? He wrote these words, and I quote, something extremely bogus is going on, was tested for COVID four times today. Two tests came back negative, two came back positive. Same machine, same test, same nurse, rapid antigen test from BD. Worse than that, I know of people who went to get a COVID test, and I'm talking now, I'm not quoting Elon Musk, I know people who went to get a COVID test and left because the line was too long and it was taking too much time, yet because they signed in, they later received calls saying they tested positive. Hmm, that's quite amazing, isn't it? That they tested positive from a test they never took. Can you smell the fish yet? Yeah, very fishy. Flu kills more people than COVID-19. But there's never been a media blitz to make people afraid of the flu. So people just get through it the best they can, including a kettle of mama's best chicken soup and a few days in bed. Besides, the flu vaccine already exists. There needed to be a new disease for a new vaccine to be developed to create a new surge of income for the pharmaceutical companies. All of this fear-mongering is surely part of a plan aimed at influencing people, again I'm telling you, to unresistingly submit to a vaccination-based monitoring system that will end up subjugating, or should I say enslaving, the entire populace of the United States and much of this world. You need to prepare your heart to be courageous enough to resist this infringement on our liberty. The third word that God spoke to me is extremely troubling. One word, just one audibly spoken statement came from God, and I've been researching it ever since. God said the word sequencing. When I heard this from God, I knew very little about what was going on. But then I began to research on the Internet, buy books about genetic manipulation, Sequencing DNA involves determining the order of the four chemical building blocks in the double helix. They're called bases, B-A-S-E-S, and they comprise the DNA molecule. The sequence reveals the kind of genetic information that is carried in a DNA segment. For example, scientists can use the sequence information to determine which stretches of DNA contain genes and which stretches carry regulatory instructions turning genes on or off. In addition, and importantly, sequence data can highlight changes in a gene that may cause disease. How will this be used to manipulate, control, or modify human beings? Well, that's yet to be seen. Experimentation is going on, even mixing human and animal genes. Are you as horrified as I am? Also, the genetic modification of our food is widespread. This whole generation has been a corporate guinea pig for the industry that's behind this. There is a movement now geared towards something even called transhumanism or creating a more perfect or more evolved human being through genetic manipulation. This is all possible because of a machine called CRISPR that allows scientists to cut and paste genetic material, to rearrange the order of genes in a strand. They're delving into something that should only be under the control of God. It may also involve genetic modification through the introduction of an RNA vaccine that could affect, and some even claim it could alter, the DNA of those who receive it. DNA information will also be gathered on every citizen possible through sequencing or possibly for sequencing purposes. Experimentation with genetic splicing is very troubling. Very horrifying, very terrifying. In essence, genetic manipulation is a way of telling God, almost to the point of shaking fists in the face of God, saying, you didn't do a good enough job and we need to fix it. Genetic mutations affect not only individual animals, plants, and humans, but all preceding generations. No wonder God warned me that this was part of a dark scenario in the last days. It is certainly part of Satan's diabolical plan to corrupt the seed of Adam and Eve. It has already opened a Pandora's box of unintended consequences upon this generation, and it will only get worse. I'm going to give you the fifth word that God spoke to me next. And end with the fourth word, and you'll understand why in just a moment. December 9th, and that's just a few days ago, God spoke to me audibly early in the morning when I awoke, and he said, armed resistance. That was all. He didn't elaborate on the details. It could apply so many directions depending on what happens in the next few weeks as the presidential election is contested. It could mean that vigilante patriot groups will launch an armed resistance if Biden is sworn into office. Or it could mean the opposite. It could mean, and this would not surprise me, that left-leaning mobs like the Antifa and, uh, and Black Lives Matter will violently oppose President Trump if he continues to claim election fraud and if he refuses to concede the election and vacate the Oval Office which I would not blame him for doing because I believe fraud was committed in a very undeniable way. Or it could mean an attack on the United States from the outside that we must resist with arms. Only God knows what he meant. I wish he had been more detailed, but he did warn me that armed resistance is coming. So social conflict, civil uprising is surely going to be in the near future. I believe we need to brace ourselves for these things and possibly even protect ourselves in one way or another. The fifth word I'm going to share with you actually came to me months ago, early in the morning once again, which is usually when God speaks to me. Right after I heard the sequencing word in my spirit, I heard in the nick of time, It was the longest word God's spoken to me this year, but certainly the most encouraging. This could mean that God will turn things around at the last minute by means of various exposés coming out concerning what's happened in the election process or what's going on on an international scale. Maybe God's going to bring things to light that have been hidden up to this point in the nick of time. It could mean that God will foil this evil agenda with an outbreak of revival and a super harvest worldwide of people being saved. I've seen that many years ago, an explosion of a great awakening that will go coast to coast and border to border in the United States of America, and I'm looking for it within my lifetime. And this has also prophetically been foretold in Scripture. Of course, on the highest level, it could mean that Jesus will return right before the darkness completely engulfs humanity. In the nick of time, he will rescue his anointed ones, his elect, by the resurrection and the catching away of believers. And incidentally, that happens the last day of this age, not seven years prior. Jesus said, all the Father gives me shall come to me and I will raise him up at the last day, the last 24 hour period of time in this era of grace. And besides, Jesus spoke three different times in his Matthew 24 discourse about the elect that will be here in the world. And there is absolutely no reason why we should assign the word elect to those who are saved just during the tribulation period. The word elect means chosen, and there is a generation of believers who are chosen to confront the darkness in these last days and bring in the final harvest. In the nick of time, though, Jesus will return, and those days will be shortened for the elect's sake, or else no flesh would be saved. That's how difficult the times in our future will become. So we cannot stick our heads in the sand and hope it all goes away. We must deal with it. We must react to it on the basis of faith and trust in God and trust in his word. We must pray with passion. We must be motivated with vision. We must act with boldness. We must resist The things that are trying to rob us of our sovereignty in the United States of America and of our freedom and our liberty. We must involve ourselves spiritually, religiously, politically, socially in order to raise the standard of biblical morality. We must purpose in our hearts that we will refuse this vaccination no matter what the consequences, and we must work with our local governments and our local elections to bring godly influence into the political arena. We cannot drop our weapons, and I'm talking about spiritual weapons. We must rise up and fight the good fight of faith. And know that this is a time of harvest. Who knows whether you've come into the kingdom for such a time as this. Do not be a surface Christian in shallow waters of greasy grace, but rise up in strength of commitment in holiness and consecration to your calling in commitment to your purpose and come to the help of God. Yes, I did say it's time to help God and help God's work in this world. Read Judges chapter 5, verse 23, to find out what happens to those who don't. See, God helps us, and he sows into our lives. So now he must reap that we help him by helping his work in this world. Meditate and ponder prayerfully on what I've said on this episode. And let's walk into the future fearlessly, confident that God has a purpose that will supersede and overcome any plot of the enemy. I've often said the devil may have a plot, but God has a plan, and God's plan is stronger than the devil's plot.
0: Thank you for joining Mike Shreve today on Revealing the True Light, and thank you for opening your mind and your heart to the truth. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes, cpnshows.com, or wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss new episodes. You can explore the beliefs of many world religions more deeply by ordering Mike Shree's book titled In Search of the True Light. We also invite you to visit our website, thetruelight.net, and sign up to be part of our global internet family.